Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A warning. This series contains discussion of themes that might be distressing for some listeners. There are a lot of people out there that still know me as Peter Ellis and believe in Peter Ellis. Um, there are people out there that um, think he might be, he might not be, and then there are people out there that are just literally believe I'm a child abuser and they're never ever going to, you know, it doesn't matter what facts come out in this case, they're always going to believe it. Are you a child abuser? No, I'm not a child abuser. What is it like then for you living with that label? <sighs> I'm, I'm going to live above it. I'm, I'm going to get on with my life. Um, I've never ever been interested in having sex with children. It's, it's, it's just, the, the thoughts are abhorrent. Peter Ellis, The Crash Case, and me, is a newsroom.co.nz production. We take you right inside one of New Zealand's most controversial cases, when a kind of madness gripped Christchurch, resulting in a miscarriage of justice that would take 30 years to put right. It was a saga that divided a city, destroyed families, and shocked the nation. Mrs Ellis, are you convinced that your son is innocent? Completely convinced my son is innocent. I don't know how I ended up with 30 child abuse charges. I think he's a very clever offender. If I asked you to take a lie detector test, would you take it? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Some of the words that are said in that courtroom, I just literally felt ill. The police are an embarrassment. The hysteria just blew up. Charges against the accused have established beyond reasonable doubt. Kia ora, I'm Melanie Reid, Newsroom's Investigations Editor. Welcome to the fifth episode in our eight-part podcast, The Trial. 
In this episode, we take you right into the centre of the proceedings, one of the most high-profile legal dramas this country had ever witnessed. I was there reporting for TV3 on the 26th of April, 1993, the day the trial began. He was charged with 28 counts of child abuse involving 13 children. And every day, the routine was the same. Peter would be dropped off at court by his mother, Leslie. Composed and looking straight ahead, he would glide past the cameras on his way to the courtroom. By now, he was looking very respectable. But he'd always been respectful. That wasn't about to change. He'd been brought up that way. Mrs. Ellis would sit in the public gallery at the back of the court and watch on as her son's credibility was attacked day in, day out. How am I defending myself? By keeping my head high, by going into court with my head high. Are you proud of being Peter Ellis? Yes. Um, yes, I am, because, because of my family. They're there and they believe and they support because of the people who are backing and supporting. This particular jersey I'm wearing at the moment came from a um, parent that's supporting. Um, my hair <laughs> has been cut short. I'm wearing a tie, neckties in court, which I'm going to write an article when I finish this case. I'm going to write an article why people should be made to wear neckties um, and sandwiches. Um, I meant to have my, my food at lunchtime, which is the thing that, that really surprises me that I don't have bail at lunchtime. So I sit down in a jail cell on a coal bench and uh, my sandwiches do vary. Um, I get tomato and cheese on Monday and cheese and tomato on Tuesday and on Wednesday it's tomato and cheese and it's cut that way and on it goes. <laughs> This is another of our secret Sunday afternoon interviews done in a motel on the outskirts of the city. I made sure we had something other than cheese and tomato in the sandwiches. It was mid-May of 1993. At this interview, Peter was four weeks into his six-week high court trial. Peter was on bail and living at his house, but as he said, he was not given bail during the daytime while the trial was in progress. So during the breaks, he was in the holding cells beneath the Christchurch High Court. Am I used to it by now? Well, no, I'm not used to it because I said it's there's a stainless steel bowl toilet and anyone can look in. Um, fortunately, I can actually go to other cells, if you like, and uh, there is a one particular area where the uh, lookout area can't look in and I use that toilet. Um, Do you feel like a criminal locked up down there? No, I don't, because the wardens down there are... Um, Men that have been in the law system for quite some time. They know lawyers, they've watched judges, they deal, I think, very fairly with people that go down there. Um, some of them are quite abusive, quite rude. 
um, they they laugh, they joke, they they try and keep everyone happy. I th uh, you know, that they, they, they will come to the rescue of someone of, that is upset or down in the dumps or whatever. But I think that you know, the, I, it's 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 something else I've I've been learning about. You know, Peter, what do you think of the judge? <sighs> I've gone through some very strong feelings that, that, that he is biased. He seems to interject at times when my lawyer is on a roll, if you like. Peter's lawyer was Rob Harrison. The defence was based on whether or not the children's evidence was believable. Poor interviewing techniques, parental contamination of the evidence, and that the abuse simply did not happen. What do I think of watching the videos of the children? I think those children um, basically um, believe what they've been told. Um, I, I believe those children don't think they're lying. And when I was questioned by Detective Colin Eat, and he turned around and said, said, well, are those children lying? My answer was, I said, I didn't do it. For the simple fact of the matter, I haven't done it. But I wasn't going to turn around and accuse that child of being a liar because that child believes what they've been told. And I, I just think it's desperately sad. So you're telling me that social welfare and the police have convinced the parents who in turn have convinced the children? Yes, I'm saying that. The notion that parents this issue of parents planting the idea that they had been abused into the minds of their children was central to Alice's defence. Here's my story from June 1993. Dr Keith LePage, a child psychiatrist flown in from Australia, told the court that no child had made a spontaneous complaint that the parents and interviewers had asked leading questions and that parents had been networking. The amount of uh, exchange of information between parents was quite phenomenal. Is there any doubt in your mind that there has been some sexual abuse? Well, in my opinion, on the basis of everything I've seen and heard, I've not seen any evidence of validated sexual abuse. So are you saying an innocent man might end up in jail? Well, if he goes to jail, yes. The prosecution's legal team was Crown solicitors Brent Stanaway and Chris Longy. They argued the children could be considered reliable witnesses, even when questioned by their parents or asked leading questions by interviewers. They also argued any contradictions or exaggerations in the children's disclosures could be a symptom of their young age or as a result of the abuse. Under cross-examination, the children don't seem to have had their credibility weakened. You must be worried about that. 
when you, when you say the credibility, the children have, for example, one child sat there and her answer was, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true, when asked, you know, did this happen? She didn't variate the word at all, uh, the, the sentence. It's just, it's true, it's true, it's true. Children do not keep trotting out the same sentence unless they've been coached. Early on in the trial, two children were discharged as witnesses because the evidence they gave in court contradicted their video evidence. This brought the number of charges Alice faced to 25, involving 11 children. Has there been any suggestion that you plead guilty? Yes, I have been. <laughs> I've been asked to plea bargain. In fact, I believe I was offered um, that if I plead guilty to eight of the charges, 20 of them would be dropped. The police have plea bargained? I think it was the Crown said, well, if I accept to, to, to say that I did eight of them, um, I think they're even a lesser charge that you know, perhaps I, I might do uh, three years instead of 15 or, you know, whatever. Are you worried about going to jail? If I'm going to jail, and I said that relies on those 13 people, and if they don't read it right and I do go to jail, then it's going to be a miscarriage of justice. But if I go to jail, then I, I'm certainly not going out to Rolleston. I'm not going to go onto a programme to talk about things I have not done. Three weeks into the trial, there was a tour of the now abandoned Christchurch Civic Creche. The jury, lawyers, police, prison officers and Peter Ellis all went. They were viewing the premises where some of the abuse was alleged to have taken place. What was that like? Can you tell me about it? It's empty. It was a place that was good and fun. It should never have happened. What happened? That place has been closed down. I'm sorry. Um, it's alright. Do you want to stop? No, I'm alright. I think it's important. Excuse me. It's important that you tell me what it's like. There was um, no swing. The grounds were untidy. The uh, hut had gone. There were no toys. The place was just empty. It was a place that was full of laughter and fun. And there were good people in that place. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did it haunt you going back there? It, it made me wonder how on earth this ever happened. Because the people in that place that ran that place, we were all good, ah, good people. And the parents that went there, the parents that have children that are complainers, were all good people. And something went wrong. And it was nothing to do with sexual abuse of children. What was it to do with? It was to do with people that decided that it had happened and as far as I'm concerned the police and social welfare and the way it was done caused the most saddest thing I've known for a long time in my life. Peter, there's a lot of people convinced that you abuse their children. I think the sad thing is that, that probably for a long time, they will. And in depositions, my heart went out to them. I was, I was sympathetic. And then I sat there and watched them in the court. And I lost some of my, my sympathy. I've been told off by people saying, so Peter, for goodness sake, you've got to get out there and fight for yourself because we know you haven't done it. You can't keep feeling sorry for these people or feeling understanding. Well, I still do because I helped them raise their 20 children. And that's the simple fact of it. And those same people are now turning around and saying that you've abused their children. Yep. I still, no, I still like them. It's might be stupid. I'm I'm crosser with the people These on the peripheral, on on the outside, the ones, the ones that have stirred these parents on to a frenzy. You say that you still like them, but they're the very people that are trying to put you behind bars. No, I don't think they are. Not really. Um, I still think um, the people that are trying to put me by in bars are five policemen, five detectives, five men that um, are part of John Banks's, if you like, um, no homosexuals in, uh, in the police force. No, um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I believe that the parents have been steamrolled. 
I was with Peter the night before the trial ended, before the jury went out to decide his fate. He would be kept in custody until a verdict was reached. This is my report from that night. Peter Ellis knows that a prison sentence could be a death sentence for a child abuser. He's heard the rumours that he will take his own life rather than risk a savage beating in jail. I've heard terms, top yourself, kill yourself, commit suicide. I'm not interested. I have a goal in life. I've got things to live for. I've got friends to live for. I've got people to live for. I have no intentions of committing suicide at all. To the end, Peter Ellis remained stoic and confident he would walk free. The result is going to definitely be relied on 12 people and, uh, if you like, actually 13 people, a judge, who's going to direct the jury. Um, so the vagaries of it, of a, of a jury, I've got to take on board, but deep in my heart, I know the answer. I'm not guilty, and my lawyer is presenting to the jury well, and I've got no, I've got no concerns. I'm pleased, and I know that it is going to be a good result. These were the scenes during the three days the jury deliberated. Peter's mum and brother Mark and the creche staff and supporters on one side, those who supported the complainants in a separate room, and the media and the police scattered everywhere in between. The days turned into nights. As each hour passed, the tension mounted. It was 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Everyone crowded into the courtroom. Finally, the verdict was in. I will never forget this moment. Peter Ellis stared straight ahead. He didn't flinch. Guilty on 13 of the 28 charges, involving seven of the 11 children. There were sobs of relief from the complainant parents and despair from the Ellis supporters. Gay, what do you think of the verdict? It's wrong and hopefully his lawyer will appeal. Gay, the creche supervisor. A lot of those charges are based uh, while he was at the creche game, and they say it took place while he was at the creche. That must be uh, pretty disappointing for you. I know, I've not seen anything at the creche that would cause me any alarm, so as far as I'm concerned it hasn't happened. Are you surprised? Um, no, I wasn't surprised to be quite honest his co-worker, Debbie Gillespie. Just the way I've seen the so-called justice system work, which seems to have very little to do with justice. What's your sort of instant reaction to what happened in there today, the guilty verdicts? I'm shaking like a leaf. I feel like it's, it's a mess. Half of me thought it might have to be because of the system, but it's all wrong and it has to be corrected. Hello, Mrs Ellis. Have you heard the news? Peter's brother Mark and Mrs Alice had taken the long walk down the three flights of stairs, hoping to avoid the media, but didn't. How's it? Yes, the verdict, son. Oh, we're out. <laughs> What's your reaction, Mrs Alice? 
What do you think it means for female? Well, Outside, I too approached her. You don't want to comment? I remember going and sitting in the camera car after this. I felt so sorry for her, felt sad for Peter, and had that sick feeling you get when you just know something's not right. No comment. For the victims of the Christchurch crash case, therapy and counselling services are hoped to help them recover from their ordeal. Meanwhile, Peter Ellis is being held here at Addington Prison while he awaits to be sentenced. The trial has already cost the taxpayer more than a million dollars, but it's not over yet. Peter Ellis's lawyer says he plans to appeal the verdict. Just weeks after Alice's conviction, the objectivity of Detective Inspector Brian Pearce would also come into question. He was an overall charge of the investigation. He went on nationwide television defending the police investigation and the child interviewers. In the process, he revealed his fundamentalist Christian beliefs and his support for anti-homosexual activists. I was saying that for too long, I believe, it's a personal belief, that our society has mocked Patricia Bartlett's of, and the Graham Lees and the John Bankses. And really what I'm saying is that I actually believe in a God uh, who will not be mocked. And currently I believe that this country is actually now starting to reap the harvest of liberalism and of compromise and of double standards. On the day of sentencing, Peter arrived in a prison van. I remember Peter again looking straight ahead as he heard his fate. Outside court, Mrs. Alice did her first interview, having heard her son was being sentenced to 10 years in prison. Well, I'm still completely certain of his And we will fight as a family to get him released to in jail. Do you think realistically you've got a chance? Yes, of course. I've got faith. What Just was it like for you hearing his sentence this morning? I prayed. My love surrounded him. I'll well, sat, stand and listen to that today. This is a three national news story following the sentencing. Alice remained impassive throughout the sentencing, even when Justice Williamson took the unusual step of personally supporting the jury's verdict, saying it was obviously correct. He said... Unlike those who publicly feasted on this case, the jury had seen all the evidence available and had believed the children, and I agree with them. Justice Williamson said while Alice had been found guilty of abusing seven children, there must be grave suspicions that there were other acts of abuse, and he slammed former crèche workers' claims that the crimes couldn't have happened at the centre. He said evidence, including some from Alice himself, clearly showed there was opportunity for abuse to occur at the crèche. 
However, not even those comments could silence Ellis's supporters who remain adamant he's innocent. Well, I'm really, really sad and upset and I think it's really wrong and I'm going to keep fighting for the Civic Child Centre and for Peter and for us. Continued antagonism between the parents and Alice supporters saw a large police presence at the court, but apart from a few hurled insults, there were no incidents. The 10-year sentence was greeted with a great deal of satisfaction by parents and police. Police Minister John Banks says it reflects public outrage at Alice's reign of terror, and he claimed Alice represented walking evil. However, I'd like to say that I absolutely deplore the irreversible things that I feel have happened to those young children throughout this entire case, and I know Peter feels like that too. What are those things that you're talking about, Mrs Ellis? Well, the process that they've been put through will be with them for the rest of their lives, I feel. Mrs Ellis, are you convinced that your son is innocent? Completely convinced my son is innocent. A month after sentencing, Peter sent me the first of many letters from prison. Where it was usual to write your home address, he'd written An Innocent Man, Billy Joel, theme song for the week. He wrote, My dear girl, where shall I begin? The dispersal of my pets. Telling me about all his pets, who had them, why he had chosen who to have them, and how they and their new owners were getting on, took about five pages. He talked about his appeal and getting legal aid and his lawyers. He wrote, I feel like a horse that fell at the last fence in the Grand National and was turned out to recover and start again. At least I didn't snap a fetlock and get put down. But I wish I was in a hurdle race and not a steeplechase. Horsey person that you are, I'm sure you will appreciate what I'm talking about. And eternally upbeat from his cell, he said, dreams are free and one has plenty of time to dream them. Coming up in the next episode, the top cop at the centre of the case admits to affairs and Peter's letters from prison. To watch the video series of Peter Ellis, The Crash Case and me, and for more award-winning journalism that matters, head to newsroom.co.nz. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe. Please rate and review our series. It helps new listeners find us. Check out our social media pages to get in touch and see photos and video clips. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok by searching The Peter Alice Case. This series is written, produced and presented by me, Melanie Reid, edited by Paul Entercott and Lewis Tennant. Original music by H. Pryor, sound mix by Richard Wills, written and produced by Bonnie Sumner, and our podcast producer is Lewis Tennant. This is a Newsroom Investigates production, made in partnership with NewsHub. Peter Ellis, The Crash Case and Me is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.